Hello, everyone. This is Ray Renati from Green Room on Air, a part of Green Room Radio. It's so good to hear from you today. Well, you're hearing from me. I'm not hearing from you. Whatever. Whatever. You know, we have a great show for you today. You have to stay tuned because I have Mr. Bruce Valanche as my guest. If you ever watched Hollywood Squares from 1998 on and you see his picture, you'll know who he is. He's unmistakable. Unmistakable. What's the word? I don't know. We have a great conversation. We, we talked about all kinds of cool stuff down in Hollywood, including uh, David Letterman. We talked about David Letterman and uh, the late, great Robin Williams and Johnny Carson and and Mr. Villanche's good friend, Bette Midler. I am about to get in the car right now and head to Los Angeles, California, Tinseltown. Hollywood. Going down there with the fam. We're going to go to Paramount Studios, maybe Disneyland. I don't know. I'm going to go uh, meet up with my friend uh, Rob Derringer, who was recently in, uh, in Queen America, a Facebook TV show, playing opposite Catherine Zeta-Jones. That was quite something to see. Uh, the, the first episode he appeared, which I think was episode four. Him and Mrs. Michael Douglas. That was cool. Uh, so that's happening. But what I'd like to talk about now is Mr. Bruce Valanche. He has a show that he is uh, going to be a part of coming up here in San Francisco on Father's Day this weekend. It's called Broadway Bears San Francisco Strips 4. This is the fourth time they've done it. Sunday. June 16th, 2019, at the DNA Lounge in San Francisco. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. It's at 375 11th Street in San Francisco, near Harrison. The proceeds benefit Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, and Reef. The director is Damian Beard. The production director is Emily Schreck. Artistic Director Leanne Borghese, who just sang at Carnegie Hall in New York City. And the executive producers are Ken Henderson and Joe Seiler. It's a great cause. It's, it's very San Francisco. If you want to go see a bunch of hunky dudes in G-strings and some dudes dressed as women in almost, uh, well, yeah, with almost nothing on, and a bunch of great dancers and singers and some very low comedy that will probably have you splitting your side in laughter, go check it out this Father's Day. What a, what a thing to bring your father to, really, you know? Bring your dad to comic strips this Father's Day. I hope my children bring me. I really do. Um... A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Anyway, let's get right to my interview here with Mr. Bruce Valanche. I need to apologize in advance. Uh, the recording quality is not the greatest, although Bruce sounds pretty good. He must have been on a landline. I was using my cell phone, and it didn't work out so well. You can hear most of what I say, but it's not all that great. But he sounds just fine, and he did 90% of the talking 
So I still think you will really find this interview a lot of fun. Let me tell you a little bit about Bruce before I uh, start the, the, the interview. Bruce is one of the most sought-after jokesmiths in the entertainment industry, and that is absolutely true. He was the head comedy writer for the Oscars for many, many years. He is Bette Midler's writer. He writes all of her jokes. Well, I'm sure she writes some, but he writes most of them. He worked with Johnny Carson, David Letterman, Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg, and the list goes on. Donnie and Marie, even. Donnie and Marie, that's impressive. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Mr. Bruce Villanche. I remember seeing you on Hollywood Squares all the time. I used to love, love watching that show. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Was it with your grandmother? <laughs> exactly. My grandmother. I get, the, I get those now. I get people who say, oh, my grandmother and I used to watch her on Hollywood Squares. You were so funny. <laughs> well, I'm 57, so I was a little older than that. But. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I used to watch Jeopardy with my grandmother during the day. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. 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 <laughs> You have the show coming up in San Francisco yeah. uh, that Lawrence told me about. Yeah. And, Broadway uh, Bears. Broadway Bears, yes. The San Francisco version, which has you know, got to be even barrier than Broadway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it has to be because it's in San Francisco. <laughs> You're so true. I've been in uh, – what did I, I – I went to a Pride Parade in London and then in Miami – and I'd been to mm-hmm. the one in the city quite a few times, and I'm like, they don't know how to do this. They're not sure. Listen, this is a town where they they jump on stage to harass Kamala Harris. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who would have thought? I mean, it's, it's, anything goes. I mean, they're, they, they, they not only chase the enemy, they chase the friend. So it's exactly. crazy. Right, right. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get away with anything. I know. So um, Broadway Bears is... It's a traditional sort of burlesque show in a, in a modernized San Francisco style. Exactly, exactly right. It started yeah. in New York uh, a while back. I've emceed it a few times and been in it a few times. It's basically a striptease. Uh, it's, it's all these fabulously uh, hunky Broadway chorus boys and spectacular-looking Broadway chorus girls dressed in next to nothing, and they're doing burlesque routines and uh, old and stripper routines and elaborate kind of show stuff and this is the the san francisco version is um i mean it's it's slightly smaller we're doing it in a, in a i don't know how big dna is i mean in new york we used to do the roseland which was a gigantic ballroom with a balcony and all that kind of stuff so i don't know uh what dna is like i but it's it, the elements won't change it'll still be hot people uh in next to nothing doing suggestive stuff <laughs> right. And in between, there will be low comedy. Very low. <laughs> Very low. Yeah, you're a low comedy to, expert here. I was just listening to your uh, joke about the, the cat on YouTube. Oh, the cat. Yeah, I know. It's a great favorite. You know, I used to, uh, I, I used to, I was scared of YouTube. I thought, well, my God, you know, they'll take, they'll put your entire act on, on YouTube and you can look at it for free and all that. And then I was, you know, I don't do this, my show all that often, but I was doing it once and somebody said, tell the cat story. And I thought, oh my God, I have a hit. 
It's like being, you know, it's like being a singer coming out and, you know, it's like Elton John coming out and they say, tiny dancer, you know, it's yeah. like, oh my God, I have a hit. They want to hear it. <laughs> well, it's it doesn't matter if they've heard it before. They want to hear it again. It's the way you tell it. It's so exciting. I, mean, yeah. I called Ben Midler. I said, I have my own rose. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. wonderful. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of Bette Midler, you used to work with Bette Midler. I I still do. You know, I mean, when she works, I mean, it's a, a, you know, she's not doing any anything live or any you know concert performances or anything at the moment. I don't think I don't know that she won't do them anymore. But yeah. at the moment, there's no there's no compelling reason. We toured a couple of years ago, and then she did, went to Broadway with Hello Dolly. So yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't think that she is. She's working for uh, she's doing movies actually right now. So. And TV, she's doing Ryan Murphy's next, uh, his Netflix series. Oh, what's so uh, it's what's I think it's called The Politicians, and uh, it's it's got one of his you know all star casts in it. Mm -hmm. So I don't you know I don't know exactly how big or how little her role is, but um, but that's what she's up to right at the moment. So so yes, I still work with her. What what you were going to ask something though? This was a question. Well, I, I I have a friend who did a, a oh a cabaret show based on her music. Her name's Carly Ozard. I don't know if you know Carly or not. If I know who, Carly Ozard. Yeah, I know Carly. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I've done benefits with her up there. I do these benefits for Richmond Urban AIDS Foundation, which is of course a beneficiary of Broadway Bears, along with Broadway Cares, which is the uh, Actors Equity um, uh, AIDS charity in New York that also uh, does work around the country. And yeah. Richmond Urban, which is specifically the Bay Area, uh, I've done many benefits uh, with them, and Carly has been on them. Yes. Okay. I thought I thought I'd seen you yes. together on something. Um, yeah. And uh, you've done. A, you used to work for the uh, the the Oscar group for a while. Yeah, I wrote a lot of their twenty twenty five Oscar shows. Yeah. Wow. How exciting. I know. It's a, it's a whole <laughs> little history. <laughs> yeah. And you grew up in New York City. I live in L.A. Is that what you were you asking? No. Did, did I live in New York you grow City? Up in New York. As I grow up, I did. I grew, well, I grew up in Patterson, New Jersey, which is 12 miles across the George Washington Bridge when Chris Christie let, lets them open it. Yeah. Um, and I, I grew up there and in, in New York. I was back and forth because, you know, there was there was no hope in Patterson. So I was uh, yeah. I was always racing across the bridge to New York. Yeah. So that I consider it my hometown. But I haven't actually lived there as an adult. <laughs> Right, right. I, right. I spend a lot of time there, but I haven't actually lived there. I've been you know, down here in LA for 150 years. Yeah. The well, statute of limitations on New Jersey has run out. Yeah, well, I can't blame you on that. <laughs> it takes quite a while to get over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just was looking at your bio here. It's just fantastic. And, and then when I saw you, of course, I, I'd seen you so many times on TV and different things. I didn't realize who I was talking, going to be talking to here today. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's quite exciting for me. There you go. Yes. <laughs> you see me on post office walls and compromising Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what are you going to be doing in this show? Are you telling jokes, singing, both? I am. Well, this this show is it's the villain's ball. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. Uh, 
it's a comic strip is the theme of the show. So it's all characters from comic strips and uh, that will be highlighting the villains. The villains will be doing um, a lot of the stripping and uh, a lot of the, of, of the, I guess, heavy lifting. It depends on how much they have when they strip. Yeah. But I, I will, uh, Leanne Borghese and I will be kind of like a little bit of comic relief. We'll be doing some, some um, comic, comic book characters. Uh, okay. And yeah, I, I don't want to ruin any surprises because some of them are real are sight gags, but they will be funny characters in the characters as opposed to the villains. Um, because I found a, a great song. There was a show called the life, which was a musical about times square in the seventies when, you know, everything couldn't be sleazier. And one of the big number, the first act, uh, closer in that show was the hookers ball where all the hookers go to party once a year. And uh, so we presented that to the villains ball because the lyrics make perfect sense. And it's kind of like cats, you know, cats is all about all these cats getting together once a year and auditioning to be the cat that gets to go to heaven as opposed to hell where all the other cats go. <laughs> and I mean, people think Cats has no plot, but that's the plot of Cats. And right. so we're we're sort of doing a, a version of that, where all uh, the villains are getting together to prove which one of them is, is the greatest villain of them all. I and I, I, I'm already overthinking it because basically people are going there to look at bodies. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at the postcard right now. That's pretty much all I noticed. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's it, it's yeah. right. It's it's uh, it's the lowest common denominator yeah. review, Three, which personally six gets my vote every time. <laughs> well, villains are in now, so that's that's good. I mean, uh, they're all over the movies and all over the TV. I know. And I mean, this fall, Jared Leto is the Joker in a movie yeah. all about him. Right. It's all about the Joker. So, well, the Joker's interesting, uh, an interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. So Leanne mm. Borghese, I've done a couple of shows with her. She's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 I've done a few things, a few things too. She's just, she's from Carnegie Hall to this. She just yeah. did a show at Carnegie Hall, and now she is, uh, you know, coming to something where she has to have her jugs hanging, hanging out, you know, in some sort of, <laughs> some sort of strange phosphorescent brazier. <laughs> well, she'll love it. She'll love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so great to see how well she's done. So great to see uh, your friends succeeding so well. You know, have all these friends on Broadway now. And- yeah, it's wonderful. It is. I love it. Um, it, it is great. It's the opposite of Schadenfreude, you know. Not only must I succeed, my friends must fail. It's, right. it's so nice not to have to adopt that. You know, I mean, that's what keeps Hollywood going. <laughs> Everybody in the media. Oh, yeah. the They're just yeah. gleeful when somebody else, uh, you know, stubs their toe, steps on their cock in a major way. I, so. You know, it's so opposite from that in San Francisco for some reason. I mean, not that that doesn't go on, but people kind of. Uh, make an effort to go yeah. in the direction. I know. Well, San Francisco, yeah. uh, I mean, you uh, traditionally San Francisco has been a city where people go to be comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And, and part of that is acceptance of the other guy. Uh, and that's one, re- one of the things that makes San Francisco so pleasant to be in for all of the urban restlessness in there and, and uh, unsavoriness. Uh, there's there's an over, that, that overwhelming feeling, which we hope will remain now that, you know, everybody works for Google and, uh, and the only people who can afford to actually live in the city are people who, uh, who own, you know, pieces of Japan. 
Oh, I know. I know. I live, I live right next to Google and Facebook. I live down in the South Bay and uh-huh. uh, hundreds of buses going up there every night, you know, back up to the city uh-huh. where everyone lives. Um, and they probably, they probably say, but you know, we're, we're using asparagus as fuel. So that's, that's <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You assuage your guilt in some way. <laughs> So this is happening on June 16th. It's called... That uh, is correct. Father's Father's Day, Day, of all things. Father's Day. Father's Day, yes. So this is dedicated to Father Nelson and Father O'Rourke and all those nice fathers who who were so nice to gay children. Yeah, maybe they'll show up. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) And get arrested. Uh, That's right. And and just get arrested. Father's Day, Sunday, June 16th. Yeah. Uh, Uh, DNA, which... uh, I'm get a DNA lounge, which I'm guessing is south of market, and if it's not, why not? Yeah, it's uh, 375 11th Street near Harrison. Yes, it is south of market. See, right it would south. have to be. It would yeah. have to be. Some, I think uh, it's a pretty good size. It's usually a dance place, I think. I hear that. Well, I hope I hope it has a nice roomy backstage because there's going to be a lot of people running around in jock straps trying yeah. to find a corner to, to pretty themselves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, what else do we need to know about this show? It's a benefit for the AIDS Foundation. It's a benefit for Richmond Urban AIDS Foundation, which has expanded. I'm uh, happy to say, actually, it's expanded its mission to include the homeless because uh, there are fewer cases of AIDS being reported, and, and many of the charities that Richmond Urban used to support. Uh, have uh, changed their mission because there aren't as many people who need their help. So it's moved into the homeless uh, field because uh, because those people really need help. Yeah. And so it's uh, you know, and it's in the spirit of the thing. I don't know. You know, Richmond Irma was started basically by two women who met in the AIDS ward because their sons both had. Uh, both had AIDS, and one of them was a, a very wealthy socialite type, and the other was a cocktail waitress. Oh. And they banded together to form this charity. And there was actually a friend of mine was there when it started, and wrote a, a movie about it, which was done for television. It's called, and it's worth looking at. It's called Our, Our Sons, and it's Julie Andrews as the uh, rich girl, and Anne Margaret as the cocktail waitress. It's it's a very good movie, and it's about how the, the charity started. The Richmond Ernest Aid Foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's good to yeah. know. I'll have to check that so out. So that's where the money's going. And uh, and the show itself is, is just, it's like nonstop music and laughs. Uh, a lot of spectacular, really spectacular and inventive production number stuff involving uh, a lot of uh, nudity or, you know, striptease nudity. I mean, it's, right. not, it's not like hardcore cool. nudity. It's not porn. If it were porn, I'd have more to do in the show. But, you know, I I don't do porn unless they're shooting it in IMAX. <laughs> yeah, you have to get the full effect. I have exactly right. I have standards. They're low, but I have them. Yes, yes, we all must. Well, the website looks wonderful. Uh, support for HIV programs, feeding the needy, hunger programs, and uh, underserved youth programs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, the the homeless issue, the homeless situation in San Francisco right now is way out of hand. 
I really oh, love yeah. it. Get, get it. Yeah, well, you know, it's because it's a it's a, it's a very compassionate place, you know. Yeah. I mean, and and uh, so and, and word about that spreads, and people show up because they know that they will not be. Uh, treated poorly there or as poorly as they will be in certain other communities. So, uh, because they won't, they'll be tolerated and even, uh, they won't, they won't be shunned. I I think they should start an ad campaign saying San Francisco is not as, as warm as you think. (laughs) Forget the palm trees in Union Square. It's basically brilliant sunshine and freezing temperatures. (laughs) I remember actually one day I was driving downtown. It was in the nineties. And then I drove uh, over to, to like uh fly shacker over there. And it was in the fifties. I know. Uh, it's, it's the world of the microclimate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, yeah, sure. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 people call each other only in San Francisco. They call each other and say, what's the weather like over there? And they're, and they're calling from Castro to Noe Valley. Four miles away. Right. Uh, <laughs> No, not even as the crow flies. Right. <laughs> by, by windy, by windy road. Um, right. So you've had just a, a fantastic career. I mean, it's really impressive. Uh, Thanks. I'm a little jealous. Uh, <laughs> you know, I used to. You, live, you can catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 57 years old. I used to live near Whoopi Goldberg. I used to live there. I lived like a block away from her when I was in college. Ah, uh, yeah. Berkeley. She was in Berkeley, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I saw her around with her big hair and stuff. I didn't really know who she was. Right. You do some gigs in the city and at the Julie Morgan places. And that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's when she was just starting out. Then she went to San Diego at one point um, uh, to work down there for some reason. I, I forget. You know, yeah. very colorful, very colorful history. Yeah, very, very, so very much so. Right. Were you ever on Johnny Carson or Letterman or any of those shows? Uh, I wasn't on them. Uh, I worked on them. Uh, I wrote a little bit for Carson, and uh, of course, a lot of people who I wrote for were there. And we wrote the last one that she did with Robin Williams and Bet, oh. uh, and they worked on Bet's portion of it. And Letterman, I did the Oscars with when he hosted it, and I was never on the show. Oh, okay. uh, I was never, I was uh, never on it. It was one of those, yeah, it was just one of those things. Yeah, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, when I was doing Hollywood Squares. Uh, Whoopi was, you know, who's who they wanted. She was the center square, and and um, so we, we were promoting the show. That was who they went for. And oh, I, uh, I, you know, I just never, I just never got on it. What can I tell? Yeah. Did you ever meet Johnny Carson? Oh yeah, I knew him. Yeah, I knew him. He was a, a strange, driven person. Yeah. <laughs> he was very courteous. He wasn't warm. He was not. He had a, a certain kind of Midwestern chill. I call it. Although yeah. I don't know that it's classically Midwestern. It's just uh, Gentile. <laughs> That's what we Jews call people who are chilly. Gentile have a certain like wasp thing about them. Uh, yeah. But he was. He was. Uh, I mean, I, I never was involved in anything where he was. Uh, Cold. I mean, he was just uh, pleasant. He was pleasant and courteous, and always sort of kept his distance. But he had, obviously had a great sense of humor and uh, really appreciated uh, talent when he saw it. He was a big supporter of Betts from the very beginning, and of yeah. mine too. I mean, he, uh, you know, when I, he would just uh, he and he'd see things I had done and would call me and compliment me. So, yeah, wonderful. I knew him. Yeah. <laughs> 
great. That's exciting. I, I mean, I just thought he was the best, and I think he was kind of introverted from what I could see. Uh, yeah, most most magicians are. Yeah, right. That's how he started. <laughs> and he right? started as a magician, you know. And of course, he would he parodied his that with Karnak and uh, with with uh, the Carnival Barker, and you know all those kinds of. Yeah show business personalities that are where guys who are essentially shy get to put on a, a big personality uh, as for show and that they get to exercise that part of their lives that they never do in real life. Yeah. He was, he was one of those. I get the feeling you're not shy though. Uh, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> not really. And in fact, my, my nightmare version of me is, you know, not shutting up and, and sucking all the air out of the room and, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing that 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 other show business personalities have a tendency to do. I don't want to be one of those. Right. So right. I want to be somewhere in the middle, maintaining a respectful distance from each of those <laughs> those extremities. Yes. Yeah. So someone who people love to work with. They like to. Like, well, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I haven't written the book yet because I know they'll say, "Gee, you know, we always liked him. Who knew he was such a cunt?" <laughs> Until you decided that, that you want to change your life direction now, I'd Right. I mean, I, you know, I'd like to be remembered as, as being okay and, and not who, who knew he bitter and all that bile built up over the years. Yes. <laughs> so I keep it inside. I don't cry out loud. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's not do that. And you knew you knew Robin Williams. Uh, wow. Yeah, I did for years, years and years. Bad. That really, really hit me. Hard. Uh, it was awful. I mean, yeah. I don't think any, and I don't think any of of us who were his who, his friends knew that he had this condition. Uh, yeah. You know, I I just assumed that uh, when he had gotten his that Parkinson's diagnosis, that he went into a depression because he couldn't be Robin. The prospect yeah. of not being Robin. Uh, I, I thought drove him over the edge. I had no idea that there was this other thing that was working. The Louis body dementia thing. Yeah, I mean, but also I, I've, uh, I'd never met the, the last wife. You know, that was a whole. He had a whole other life he had established that was kind of removed from the older friends. God knows he left this legacy of work that you can always look at and go. Oh yeah, and I think that probably the the stuff that he was doing after the the hundred million dollar movie period crested, he was doing these interesting independent pictures and smaller movies and character parts, uh, and you you when we look at them subsequently, we'll see how talented he really was when he wasn't doing Robin. Yeah, you know, when he was yeah. when he was investing himself in some other character altogether, he was really quite good. Yes, like in some of the bigger pictures, like um, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, that's King, the best example of it. But later on, uh, there yeah. were other weirder things, like One Hour Photo, and uh, oh yeah, you know, I mean, little little movies where he was doing strange things, he could playing really playing really that. odd independent film kind of characters. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Everything I, couldn't be Jumanji. <laughs> no, no, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I saw, uh, I was listening, Mark Marin just interviewed uh, Letterman a couple of days ago. That was interesting. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's Letterman. Dave, Dave's kind of surfaced uh, with this. Uh, whatever it's a podcast or whatever. Um, TV, it's, a, it's a Netflix show yeah. know, where he's interviewing people, and so he gets long he's, form. Yeah. Long, and he's promoting it, and, and um, so he's suddenly becoming visible again. Yeah, and he's really open now. He's not, you know, you know how he was always very guarded and. Yeah, he just kind of lets it all out. It's really interesting to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, he was on the View last week, and uh, it was it was kind of classic Letterman. I mean, he came out and they said hello, and he started telling a story, and the story lasted about fifteen minutes, <laughs> and it was it was, you know, it was a story that nobody else could really tell. And, uh, and, and it didn't come to a rollicking punchline that came that it had some wisdom in it. And it was bizarre because they couldn't really stop him. <laughs> and I thought, well, this is classic Dave, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's taking you on his trip. Yeah. And I thought it was, it was refreshing. Cause you know, we hadn't, I hadn't been taken on that trip in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I I love that he just kind of did it. It's like if they expected he was going to be one of their regular guests who's there to plug something and is going to answer their prefabricated questions. Uh, no. Uh, no, that was not the way it was done. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not the no way. way. He, he he was in he was in charge for too many years to let that happen. I think. So uh, well, let's uh, go over this one more time so people know. I have a, yes. quite a few people that listen to this in the Bay Area. So Give them websites and numbers and yeah. and I'll dot, put it in dot the orgs. Yeah, so if um, I guess uh, the best place to go is to uh, reef.sf. Uh, excuse me, reef. That reef is R-E-A-F. R-E-A-F. Stands for Richmond Ernest AIDS Foundation. And probably just um, Google Reef Richmond Ernest AIDS Foundation. Uh, yeah, and I'll put all the links in the. Um, in the notes. Broadway Bears, I think. If you Google Broadway Bears, uh, oh, the New York stuff will come up, and then then the San Francisco. So yeah, Broadway Bears, San Francisco. You'll get it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You Google that, and you'll get there. And it's June sixteenth, Father's Day. Father's Day. Bring your dad out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, have a great time. Maybe I should get my kids to bring me there. Why not? <laughs> Put them in shock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been okay. good uh, speaking, speaking with you. Thanks for taking the time, Bruce. Pleasure.
Still on.